0: in that 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 song yeah. All right The new covenant expanded in Christ that's what the message is about today it's from Acts chapter 11 and the outline there on the board is is the the body of it what it's all about We are so pleased that everyone's here this morning and those listening on via the internet, you are indeed honored guests to this time. You know, the Apostle Peter had encountered the will of God for all mankind as the Gentiles had become obedient to the gospel call in Caesarea. Now, you remember chapter 10 of acts that we've spent a couple of weeks on uh, that issue uh, was quite an event it took a lot of near miraculous situations um, to to occur visions visions to Cornelius the Roman Centurion vision to the Apostle Peter and all that to get to get this to come to a real conclusion and that's that's what happened. All of that happened. It's a wonderful thing. And, and about that time, because of this, and shortly after this account in Cornelius, the Apostle Paul and others from Jerusalem were going out, preaching the gospel, now also to the Gentiles. But here's the thing. After Peter stayed a few days uh, with the folks in uh, Caesarea, Cornelius, his household and his friends and family, he returned to Jerusalem. Now he would be called to testify or explain himself in Jerusalem according to the events of his work in the household of Cornelius. As I said last week, Jewish men and women did not go into the homes of Gentiles. They did not eat with them. They did not fellowship with them. They were outside of the community, if you will. And that's the way it was because they needed to keep themselves separate from the pagans, although Cornelius was not a pagan. Cornelius was a man who had uh, learned of the one true God that worshiped the one true God of heaven that had built a synagogue for the Jews in Caesarea and done many things um, in the way of uh, gifts and alms to the the poor and the needy and these things he was a Roman centurion uh, in charge of a hundred men there in that location But there was trouble in Jerusalem. And it's like the outline says. There really was. And the trouble is the same trouble that we run into. You see, the more we, the deeper we get into the scriptures and and the whole notion of the apostolic principles and and what is God's way. Uh, What is the true way of Christ? Things of this, this nature. Because of that, sometimes we begin learning things that are not normally spoke of and, and, de- and dealt with within the church. Now, there'll be some explaining that you need to do if you're going to do these things amongst the, uh, the brethren. That's just how it is. Uh, you can't do it. It's not just about uh, I believe this or I believe that. You need to be very useful in what it is you believe and why. Well, a great departure had occurred within the way. That is the way of Jesus. Now the Gentiles had been visited and the people in Jerusalem wanted to know why Peter had done the things that he had done. So let's just look at it. The first three verses of chapter 11. And the apostle and the apostles, those in Jerusalem, and the brethren who were in Judea heard that the nations also had received the word of God. The nations being the Gentiles, of course. And when Peter went up to Jerusalem, they of the circumcision contended with him, saying, Thou wentest in to men uncircumcised, and hast eaten with them. Can you imagine how Peter would have been able to deal with this if he would not have had that vision that he received of the unclean animals and God saying, what I have made clean, do not call unclean. And all of the things in that vision, that was from heaven. The Spirit was speaking to Peter these words. The men in Jerusalem, they had not heard those words, but they were about to. regardless of even the gifts of God that, that he grants to men and women, someone will find a problem, if you've ever noticed. Regardless of your excitement, regardless of your ability, regardless of your, your uh, depth of understanding in the scripture, within, and I'm, I'm just speaking within the, the fellowship not a fellowship but within christian people in general people are going to find a problem with some of the things that you say now outside of the church you would expect that but sometimes we're always shocked when these things come about but don't don't be shocked because it's a it's a it's a time to do something good it's a time to share it's a time to grow it's not a problem," the apostle said. The apostle Paul said to the men in Corinth, "There must be uh, disagreements among you, so that, so that those among you uh, that are um, approved by God will be clearly seen. In other words, which side of the argument is true when you examine it according to Scripture?" that's the side you want to be on now you need to be willing like i've had to be willing before to change and say you know you're right scripture does teach that i've been kind of a little bit loose on that i, I didn't understand it quite the way i should and uh, we we need to be able to be that kind of person um it, it's not about what we've always been taught what it what it's about It's what the word of God says. And now Peter is going to share the word of God with those in Jerusalem that have not heard these things. Bible truths will be questioned. The more truth you put out, the more questions and accusations you may have coming back the other way. That's just the way it is. We need to be, don't be disappointed and, and don't be uh, sad about it and try to make it into something that's useful to the other person. You know, a lot of times people will criticize something just so you'll tell them about it. They want to hear it, but they don't want to ask you that. It's their way of finding out, okay? Well, let's, let's listen to what the apostle tells the uh the people in Jerusalem uh, from verse four in this chapter on through about 17. Listen to the words. But Peter began and set forth uh, to them in order saying, now that's very important, isn't it? In perfect order. All the things that had happened in just the right order, because if it's not in order, You get the wrong idea. I'm glad the scripture clarifies it like that. Saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in an ecstasy, or uh, I saw a vision, a certain vessel containing, uh, descending like a great sheet, let down by the four corners out of heaven. And it came even to me on which, having fixed mine eyes, I considered and saw the uh, quadrupeds of the earth, and the wild beasts, and the creeping things, and the fowls of the heaven. And I heard also a voice saying to me, Rise up, Peter, slay and eat. Now remember, before the vision, Peter was hungry. Remember that? Where it said he was hungry and. But he went up and he fell into a trance. He was waiting for something to be prepared down below. He was up on the roof. Okay. He saw this, he heard the voice. And Peter responded to that, that comment. And I said, in no wise, by the way, that's the strongest Greek no uh, that there is. a double, the double there. Two Greek words. In no wise, is the strongest voice, in no wise, Lord, for common or unclean has never entered into my mouth. Now, he was talking about the regulations of the Jews for their diet, the things they ate, the things they did not eat, and the way it was prepared and all the things that the Jewish people understood and knew and and held uh, because it had been given to them by Moses. And a voice entered the second time out of heaven. What God has cleansed do not thou make common. And this took place three times. And again, all was drawn up into heaven. And lo, immediately three men were at the house in which I was, sent to me from Caesarea. Now remember, these three men came from Cornelius. That's what he was instructed to do: send these men and find Peter in Joppa. And the Spirit said to me to go with them, nothing doubting. And there went and there went with me these six brethren also. And we entered the house of the man, and he related to us how he had seen an angel in his house standing and saying to him, Send men to Joppa and fetch Simon, who is surnamed Peter, who shall speak words to thee, whereby thou shalt be saved. Thou and all thy house, and as I begin to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them even as upon us at the beginning. Now the beginning is what? The beginning is Pentecost. Pentecost, AD 31. This is about six to seven years later. See, that's the beginning he's talking about amongst the Jews. And I remembered the words of the Lord, how he said, John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Spirit, Holy if then God was has given them the same gift as also to us when we, when we had believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, who indeed who indeed was I to be able to forbid God. Now that's quite an account, isn't it? That's quite a quite a story. But remember who's telling the story? The apostle Peter is recounting this story back to the other apostles and the other brethren in Jerusalem, a large group, such as James, the elder, and, and many others. They heard this, this account. And remember the key thing in here is that Peter shall speak words to thee whereby thou shalt be saved. The words spoken by the apostles are the words that we are saved and we are saved indeed by those words. So Peter recounts the vision and the voice from above. It's the spirit. The voice. The spirit told me. Not only that, one of the the most important things we don't want to forget here is that Peter didn't just go himself. He took six other brethren, all Jewish men, all were Christians, all had been apparently in Jerusalem on Pentecost and had seen the events of that day from the apostles and the crowd there. So when they saw what they saw in the house of Cornelius, they indeed understood that the same exact thing was, was happening there amongst the Gentiles. Is that important? That's very important. That's how we know. This is confirmation. And God always uses miraculous things and really big events when he makes such a, a, a covenant change as he has done here. Here... God is fulfilling the mystery that even the prophets didn't know. And only the apostles of Christ knew it and and preached it and revealed it to to everyone living in that day. And that mystery was that the two would become one in Christ. Just as you become uh, one with Christ, The Gentiles, the nations as they were called, would become one with the Jews in Christ. And this is the time that it happened. Everything coming together. Um, Now, who who were these people? Who were these Gentiles? Were they people that were uh, idol worshipers? Well, they may have been in the past, but here's the point. These people... Cornelius was a righteous, God-fearing man of the one true God of heaven. The God of the Jews, as he was also known. This is very important. The last point. The brethren in Jerusalem, after they heard this, this account, the scripture says that they glorified God. In other words, they made... Uh the word glorified means that not only do they honor, but they, they exalt God in his abilities and the things that he has done. They recognize God as who he is. Now he is the God of all men. You know, he always was, as in Daniel's day. Daniel tried to tell Nebuchadnezzar that there is one God. And Nebuchadnezzar, this God is also your God. But you have not called him your God. You have these other things, uh, Bel and, uh, and other types of names for their different gods. All right? Well, verse 18, last verse here. And when they heard these things... They held their peace. In other words, they stopped criticizing Peter for living or being around the Gentile people. Okay, they just stopped that and glorified God, saying, Then, indeed, God has to the nations also granted repentance to life. Now, that word repentance, we talked about it in our class this morning. Someone brought it up. Repent is not uh, they're sorry. Repentance means they turned around. Because men live, men that know not God live for themselves. Every day when they wake up, they live for themselves. Everything's about them or another person or other things. Repenting is turning around and living for God, and the rest of the other things will 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 fall into order if you allow it. That's what repenting is: turning around, turning towards God, and that's what the Gentiles had been had an opportunity to do: turn towards God and receive the terms of pardon. So the terms of pardon from God that is in heaven, was now bestowed upon the Gentiles, the nations, and all those that would hear the call of God and respond to it in, in, a, in a positive way. Now what's it say in Acts 10, verse 34? And Peter, opening his mouth, said, Of a truth I perceive." That God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation, he that fears him, that is God, and works righteousness, is acceptable to him. I've often thought, of, is this is this the verse that people think about when they when they tell you, "I'm really not a good enough person to be a Christian"? Is that what they're trying to? Say? Is this the thought? I don't believe this is the thought. Uh, because a lot of times that's just an excuse to go on living as you, you, you've you been living. And things, not only that, but uh, uh, making it clear that there's just no other way for you to live except the way that you're living, which is not the godly way. So... I think this is a wonderful verse uh, because work. You each one of us should be doing works of righteousness that's acceptable to God. That's, that's our place in this world, every one of us. If we're not doing that, we should be doing that. How much do you do? Well, <laughs> you know, I got a, a thing that I always say, do the next right thing. Now, that's going to get you to that point, if you really do that. But if you set aside a, a place where you can just blow up for a couple of weeks and tear everything to pieces, speak your peace, and that's, that's not doing the righteousness of God. And by the way, the Scripture makes it clear that those that are doing just that are not acceptable to God. There is no righteousness there. So we need to avoid that kind of a thing completely. So I brought this whole subject up because I think it's a wonderful experience for us to have an understanding of this, uh, this, this in, entire thing. Remember the uh, the, the time frame. The um, time frame is about... Um, 80, 37, um, maybe 38. So it's a number of years later um, th- that we find these things happening. But it's without the understanding that we have in this that the Scripture brings us, I think we would uh, we're really missing missing something important. And uh, we need to consider it uh, every day as we are thinking of these things concerning God. Next week, next week I'm going to talk about from, um, from Isaiah chapter 46. There's a lot of talk within the world today. Uh, In this country especially about the things the Supreme Court has been doing and Christians for years and years nearly 50 years have been complaining about the uh, the legalized abortion and things of this sort but we have more problems than that the three the three ills of America I think are listed in that, that chapter 46 just the first few verses idolatry The issue of when does life begin? And the third one, not knowing God. Those three issues are the three issues in America that are bringing us to our knees. And unless we learn the ways of God, we are going to be totally uh, in the... In the frying pan, if you will, and we're going to have problems. As we are, by the way, we haven't any problems in this country or anywhere else. I think we're having a couple problems. The world's in in turmoil, and and you can take these three points, starting with idolatry. You know, idolatry. I want to clear this up. Idolatry doesn't mean you worship a, a piece of wood on the on a table or a statue. That's part of idol worship, but there's a whole lot more to it than that. And we'll talk about that next week. Isaiah 46. It's okay if you read ahead. Um, those would be my comments for today. Again, to you mothers... Uh, of children out there, happy Mother's Day. Hope you have a wonderful day as your family uh tells you how much they love you and respect you and and honor your work. Our closing song today Jesus is all the world to me. With Lucky Lands, you can get lucky just about anywhere.